Welcome to Show Me Something Wrong. That's good, right with that. Where each episode, one of us chooses a movie to watch that the other hasn't seen. The movie is often obscure, usually odd, and always wrong. I'm Dave. And I'm Guy. And today I've chosen the movie, and it is The Oily Maniac from 1976. Insert Oily Maniac scream here. Oh boy, here we go. Oily Maniac. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh wow. So yes, The Oily Maniac, 1976. Should I attempt to pronounce the, the title in Chinese? Oh yeah, that's why I'm here. Yu Gui Zhu. That's pretty good. I've had to look up a lot of pronunciations. Oh, so we're actually doing that now. <laughs> well, I, I'm looking it up because I, I feel bad that we fuck up pronunciations all the time. And I'm still going to fuck them up because yeah. it's a very fucking hard language. And I was also like, do I look up the Mandarin? Do I look up the Cantonese? Mm. I, I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm saying, mate. I don't <laughs> even know what what it is that I'm spouting when I'm saying these names. But I tried to look up some pronunciations. So hopefully they're not as butchered as usual. <laughs> Yeah, I guess, yeah. I mean, you're, you're making the effort, and that's what counts. Is, is that, a for effort, it? A for that's effort. It. A for it. Good on you, mate. But this is, yeah, not relevant to Oily Mania whatsoever, but I heard, I, I was, I heard that... Um, Instantly on attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, whilst we're talking about pronunciations and, like, intonations and whatnot, for, I, think, I can't remember which one, I think it was Cantonese, there's, like, nine different pronunciations. Hmm. So you could have, like, the same vowel or whatever, right. but it can be pronounced in, like, nine different ways. And each one has a different meaning. Yeah. And, like, what I hear is if you mispronounce it, then the context gets mm. completely thrown out the window. Yeah, so yeah, you have yeah. no fucking idea what you're saying. So you may have just said, like... Who fucking knows, mate? Bright pink baby. Who I, knows? Who knows? I could have said bright pink baby. Not the oily maniac. <laughs> we'll just call it the oily maniac. I'm not going to say that Chinese title again. <laughs> So this film is from 1976, as I said, but let's not start with 1976's version of the early Ah, okay. And let's go back in time to the 1950s. Okay. So I thought this was going to be an easy one to research, Mm -hmm. mate. That's why I chose it. Because let's give a bit of behind the scenes. (laughs) We're recording quite a few episodes before you go away on holiday. Yeah. Oh, I'm counting down the days. So I'm like, oily maniac, 80 minutes, perfect. Just do a quick bit of research on mm. Shaw Brothers. That'll mm. be it. No, I got led down a fucking oily rabbit hole, mate. <laughs> oily <laughs> rabbit hole. So yeah, very quickly uh, upon, you know, researching this, I found out basically straight away that it's actually a loose remake. Interesting. Very, very loose remake. Okay, okay. Of a film called, get ready for some more fucked pronunciation, oh, okay. this time not Chinese, but oh. Malay. So it's a remake of a film called Sampahan... Oran Miniak. That sounded pretty convincing. I got some help with that pronunciation, but I'll tell you about that later. Oh, God. <laughs> so, the title, this title that I just said, so that translates to Oath of the Oil Man. Mm. But the film is also known as Curse of the Oil Man. Mm-hmm. This is a film from 1958, I think. Okay. Or 1956. And I just, I honestly, I couldn't work it out. Right. I found so many listings with, with different times. Uh, I found two versions of the film, one that was in black and white, one that was in color. Huh. So maybe it had different releases. There's also a shit ton of other films 
with very similar titles. When I say shit ton, there's not a shit ton. There's like two or three. <laughs> there's like a few other films that came out almost around the same time, same kind of years mm. with very similar titles. So they could also be getting mixed oh, up in it man. as well. But the year 1956 to me seems too early, but I'll get to why later. Right. Which is stuff you really that shot yourself in the, in the foot with this one. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, th- this film that uh, the film we're talking about is a remake of hmm. uh, is a Malaysian Singaporean co-production. Right. So this 1958 version, the Oath of the Oil Man film, mm-hmm. Malaysian Singaporean co-production, directed by and starring a guy called P. Ramley. Now this guy is a very fucking famous dude. Okay. So he is. A director, mm. actor, musician. Yeah, he's a triple That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and hugely popular in Singapore, Malaysia, mm. Indonesia, and Southern Thailand. So in, in that kind of area yeah. of the world, he's really, really famous. So he uh, directed this film and he stars in it All in right. the lead role as the oil man. <laughs> or the oily N- maniac. Not the maniac, the man. Well, they do say maniac in the film, but the title ah. says, says oil man. But most surprisingly, so I watched this film. Mm. So watching the credits, I was very fucking surprised to mm. see in this 1958 Malaysian Singaporean co-production that it was produced by the fucking Shaw Brothers. No way. Run Run Shaw's name in the credits. Huh. So I'm like, wait, what the fuck mm. is going on here? Mm. And maybe this is common knowledge, but I did not know this. I had no idea... That the Shaw Brothers, their original, like, base of operations was in Singapore. I have no idea about that. Way back in the 20s. <laughs> yeah, so that's where they started in Singapore. And wow. then they expanded out through the surrounding areas mm. over the, the decades. Isn't that crazy? I didn't know no, that. No, that's wild. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea about that. So that was kind of mind-boggling. Mm. But anyway, I, more in the Shaw Brothers later as well. <laughs> but I watched this original film, mm. really enjoyed it. Uh, just to give a brief overview, it's about a deformed man called uh, Bongkok, who's pe- played by the director, Ramley. And long story short, <laughs> he's a deformed man. He goes to an alternate world. <laughs> he goes- so, you, you, <laughs> What's wrong? You caught me off guard with Bongkok. Bongkok, yeah. <laughs> Bongkok, the deformed man. He He really wants to be a hunk. He's a he's a deformed man. He wants to be a hunk. Okay, and winds up. I can't even honestly remember how this happened, but he ends up somehow going to this alternate world. Okay, where there's like this elf god who grants him a wish, right? And his wish is to be a hunk. So the elf god makes him a handsome man, but then he's like, "You have to promise me that you're not going to kill anyone." Is that, how's that even related? I know. I mean, it it's, seems quite easy yeah. to not break that I'm promise. I'm doing I mean, well. Yeah, anyway, so Bangkok, he's a handsome man now. He goes back to the real world and, of course, pretty quickly breaks the promise through a series of mishaps and uh, oh. ends up killing a guy, gets turned hideous again. So you might be wondering, where's the fucking yeah, oily maniac yeah. in this? So he's hideous again. He's pissed off. And then he comes across... Satan. Oh, man, this sounds way more interesting than the film we're talking it's about. It's pretty great, actually, yeah. So he meets his campy Satan, and Satan's like, I'll turn you back to being a hunk again, no problem. But here's the deal. Mm. First, you're going to have to become an oily maniac, and you're going to need to rape 21 women in seven days. 
Not this, a good deal. This film sounds wild. This oily maniac stuff, yeah. though, is only in the last 10 minutes. Right. So but, it, it goes wild in the last 10 minutes, but yeah. <laughs> but even so, we've got elf gods, parallel worlds, campy satans. Do, I, I kind of feel like we watched the wrong oily maniac no, no, after no. hearing your description. I don't think we did. Like, this no. film was, was great. But it is very much a film from 1958. Right. It's it's not as wild as it sounds. And the oily maniac look mm. is... It's, he's basically just a man painted in tar. Oh, man. I'm so down to watch that. It is good. It's on, it's on YouTube with subtitles. If you oh, awesome. It. So anyway, watching this film uh, and looking at other films with similar titles. Yeah, I noticed in the 50s, there's all these other Arun Minyak movies, like oil man movies. And even more recently, there's been, like, a bunch of them as well. So, mm. this is, like, there's a lot of these films. Right. So, I was like, what the fuck's going on with this oil man stuff? Mm. So, I ended up reaching out to our friend, oh my God. JY. Oh, JY! <laughs> oh, man. You, you so, I didn't, I didn't tell you about this. <laughs> so, JY, who Throwing did the music, the music music yeah. for your film, yeah. uh, also known as Microchip Terror, he he's from Singapore, so I was like, I wanted to get his take on this. I'm yeah. like, mate, do you know anything about the oily maniac? <laughs> What's going on with this? And he he actually helped me a lot in prepping for this episode. So he told me that the oily maniac or the oil man is a Malay legend that is very well known in Malaysia, Singapore, and right. Indonesia. And it was something that he and his friends would joke about when they were teenagers. Oh, They'd joke about the, the oil man. Awesome. And just as a side note, he we, we were talking about other, like, Malay legends. Yeah. And he told me about this other Malay ghost legend called Hantu Tatek, who is a... a ghost who suffocates her victims with her boobs which sounds amazing <laughs> that's how i want to go i want to see the movie about that yeah. so from hearing this stuff from jy i started digging into the oil man stuff he sent me a bunch of links about oh, the oil man good old JY. so the legend of the oil man is first mentioned like the first time you can find a mention mm. of it in the newspapers is in a singaporean newspaper from the 12th of october 1957. Right. So that's why I think that movie is from 1958 and not 56. Right. Because this is like the first mention of it yeah. in, in uh, you know, but it's maybe a legend before that. So I don't know. But anyway, but that was that was my theory. <laughs> yeah. It, I'm, I'm glad you told me that because that was one of my first questions I had. Because mm. the way the oily maniac opens up, you get a kind of like text on screen yes. which references some kind of folktale, mm. folklore, like uh, an old legend that this is based That's off. That's right, yeah. The version that we saw changes it quite a lot. Though. Mm -hmm. But even as with all like folk legends, it is a bit convoluted. Mm. And it's There's a lot of different versions. But according to the original legend, the oil man is a monster who kidnaps or assaults young women at night. Right. That's his thing. Uh, he's able to climb up walls and grab victims, oh, and he, he's able to avoid getting caught because of his slippery, oily coating, <laughs> this, which they do mention in the film, yeah. which I so, found quite funny. Yeah, I found that very funny. So, in in the the original stories, the oil coating was originally like hair oil. 
<laughs> but over time it's like changed to different things so at one point it was like coconut oil and soot oh. and then it's like become uh crude oil oh. which is what we see in, in yeah. the movie we're talking about today so he's been described the oil man as either naked mm. just covered in oil or in black swimming trunks he wears trunks <laughs> yeah which i found <laughs> Very funny. Um, and yeah, o- over time, they've started adding, like, details to mm. it. He's always targeted women. But then this extra detail that gets added is that the oil man, or, or- Oran Minyak, uh, targets virgins. Ah. So, in in the 50s, or from the 50s onward, people started kind of freaking out mm. quite genuinely about the oil man, as if it was a real <laughs> thing. And in Malaysia, women, like, female, young female students who I guess were virgins, would attempt to ward off the oil man by wearing sweaty clothes. So it would try to give the appearance that they'd just been with a man. What the <laughs> fuck? That's wild. Pretty nice. Then in other versions of the legend, they talk about the oil man being an evil human warlock mm. rather than a, a monster, which is kind of more like the, that old film version mm. that I watched. Then the other one, which again is much more like that original film version, is that he's a, a regular person who's been cursed in an attempt to like win back love with magic, which <laughs> oh, is what wow. which is what that original film is. Right. So even in recent times, yeah. Malaysian newspapers still occasionally report sightings of the oil man. <gasps> oh, that's awesome! <laughs> I love that. One of one of the best things that JY sent me, he sent me this really shitty TV docudrama. <laughs> right. It was called Incredible Tales. Oh, it sounds from good. Season three, episode twelve. If you want to watch it, it's on YouTube. Absolute fucking slop. You know, do you know <laughs> yeah. that kind of like early two thousands like yeah. trash fake documentary oh, garbage. I love yeah. that shit. Oh, me too. I, I, I love it. Oh, you would love this one. After this, you got to watch it. <laughs> I love all those, like, ghost hunter things that oh, I go into. That, yeah, it's, that's, that's what this is. So so this one is basically doing a reenactment of these teens who supposedly mm. got attacked by the oily maniac. So it's following this woman called Artie, who's on holiday in Indonesia. Mm. She's from Jakarta, but she's in, like, a, a small town mm. in, in uh, Indonesia. Right. And during her getaway... Her and all her friends end up getting assaulted by the the oily maniac. <laughs> and some of her friends that get attacked by him become, like, unconscious. Oh. And they, like, can't move. They're yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. cursed. Yeah, yeah. And they have to get a shaman to break the, the curse before daylight. And, right. And, <laughs> yeah, they basically give the same story that's in that original film where it's like yeah he need he was a guy he made a deal with the devil mm. he needed to rape 21 virgins in seven days and uh yeah in seven days he completed his mission so he went back to being human mm-hmm. but then whenever the devil feels like he wants to go rape someone he can basically possess <laughs> mm. this man and turn him into the oily maniac again to go out Sounds and uh wild. do some horrible assaults so, that, I mean, it's pretty close to the plot of that, that yeah, 50s yeah, yeah. film. But the show also, I really love it because at the end, it tries to sort of suggest like, oh, maybe it wasn't supernatural. Maybe it was just this guy who's a fucking rapist <laughs> creep. Wearing the black trunks. <laughs> yeah. But, mate, I highly recommend checking it out. Oh, it's, I would definitely it's, watch Honestly, that. it's pretty disturbing mm. for a, a shitty TV show. When I was watching it, I was mm. I was prepping this in a cafe mm. in Osaka, in Pronto Cafe. Right. And I was just sitting there kind of uncomfortably watching <laughs> this on my laptop <laughs> as this man's, like, covered in, <laughs> like, in oil going around assaulting people. I'm like, I probably shouldn't be watching this in here. 
<laughs> yeah, but that's great. But yeah, fascinating backstory oh, to this. I'm, I'm, I'm that glad. I yeah, did not know existed <laughs> until. Yeah, this episode. <laughs> it's a pretty fascinating backstory. And hearing all the little different bits of information, you can kind of piece them within the movie we were talking about today. For sure, yeah. So let's get onto that 1976 version yes. that we are talking about today. Yes! So this is directed by... Here we go, ready for some name butchering. So this is directed by Ho Mong Kwa. <laughs> all right. This guy, great director. Uh, he uh, made uh, one of my absolute favorite Shaw Brothers films, The Mighty Peking Man. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. It's this absolutely... The Mighty Peking Man. Oh, mate, it is great. It's this absolutely ridiculous uh, King Kong ripoff. Oh, banger. Uh, he also uh, made the Shaw Brothers film, The Flying Guillotine, mm. from 1975. Not to be confused with the much better known unofficial non-Shaw Brothers sequel, Master of the Flying Guillotine, right. from the year after. Right. So that that kind of version is, is better known. But mm. uh, yeah, he made the, the Flying Guillotine from 75. He also made Black Magic 1 and 2. I don't know if you've right. seen those ones, like classic Shaw Brothers horror. And then just like a shit ton of Shaw Brothers martial arts stuff. So he, right, he's right, quite right. a prolific director. Mm. His version of the oily maniac uh so this kind of loose remake it removes the kind of oily rapey aspect to it mm. so the oily maniac's not a rapist and he's kind of more of an anti-hero sure. in this this version of it and the other thing that he does to the oily maniac story is he makes it feel much more like a shaw brothers film than that old 50s version mm. does this really fucking feels like a Shaw Brothers film from start to finish. Mm. That's great for me because I fucking love the Shaw Brothers. I wanted to ask you, what's your relationship with the Shaw Brothers? <laughs> so, what well, films of theirs do you like? It or, doesn't yeah. go all the way back to the 20s, I'll tell you that. Mm. Um, I shamefully have not seen some of their biggest and most beloved movies. You you had a face of utter shock, I think, when I told you I hadn't seen... Uh, what, what, was, what was the... the, oh. the we should keep that secret. Oh, one of them. The pod. Yeah. Cause, cause you, <laughs> I deliberately didn't mention that. Right. One. Okay. <laughs> I'm not seeing some of their bigger pictures, but the first Shaw Brothers film I watched, and probably, probably because it was the first film of theirs I watched, and the one that I kind of hold dearest is The uh, Human Lanterns. I oh, that's loved great. that film. Mm. First time I saw that, I, I think I was 17 or something. And uh, my my friend bought it for me for DVD back from Hong Kong. It was just so bizarre. It was just so ridiculous, like that kung fu and horror mishmash. And it wasn't like anything I'd ever seen before. And I still go to that film if I'm feeling a little bit. I do. Like, like yeah. want a little bit of cheese in my, for <laughs> in sure. my films. I do love, I love their like horror, mm. like kung fu mashups. Mm. It's so good. And that is one of the best examples. I don't think I've, seen, maybe I have, I, I, I need to go through their filmography or their, their studio filmography. Uh, but I can't in my head now place one of their like straight up horror films that I've seen. Mm. But all the stuff that I have seen, it always seems to be like a big fucking mishmash. Sure, sure. Mm. I think a lot of the ones on my list of favorites are actually not horror ones. They're more right. like traditional martial arts ones. So one of their absolute best films that you've got to watch mm. 
if you haven't seen it, is Dirty Ho from 1979. <laughs> Dirty Ho. <laughs> That's just an amazing awesome. piece of like martial arts, just incredible. Mm. Uh, 36 Chamber of Shaolin oh, from 78, gosh. absolute classic. Crippled Avengers. I love Crippled I love their movies Avengers. that are about like crippled martial <laughs> artists. It's just so great. And one of my favorites that I think is like really fucking underrated is Hong Kong Godfather. It's one of their like oh, mid eighties ones. Uh, you know what? That title gets brought up so often. Mm. I can't remember if I've seen it or I've just heard the title so many times that in my head I feel like I've seen it. There is a scene <laughs> in that, and I don't want to ruin it for you if you haven't seen it. If I have, it would have been fucking decades ago. So, <laughs> right? yeah. There, There is something that happens in that that's one of the most fucked things I think I've ever seen in a oh, film. good stuff. Uh, involving a kid. Oh, that was bad stuff. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. I spoke too soon on that one. <laughs> Great. And yeah, my, my all-time favorite Shaw Brothers, I don't want to mention right. on pod because I do want to do it right. far off. Into, it's It's <laughs> been on my list since the beginning because I know that you haven't seen it yeah, yeah, and yeah. I really want to talk about that. Well, should we get into the oily maniac? Oily maniac, let's do it. All right, here we go. Let's get involved. So, as you said, it does start with you know those references to, mm. to Malaysia, right? So mm. in the beginning, it's got that title screen that's saying it's a, a rewrite of a Nanyang tale, mm. and I was like, "What's Nanyang?" <laughs> so that's a Chinese term that refers to East Asia, oh, okay, so like Singapore, Malaysia, stuff mm. like that. I'd never heard that that term. No, before, no, though. me neither. Yeah, it claims that the movie, which I don't know if I agree with this, it claims that the movie bears the moral that justice does prevail. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. A bit of a stretch, that one. It also claims that the film is extensively shot in Malaysia, mm-hmm. which I don't know how true that is. I mean, there's some shots that are in Malaysia, but it looks like just a few exteriors. I don't know if I'd say extensively shot. But the first scene definitely seems... Shot in Malaysia. Yeah, shot in Malaysia. So we're seeing uh, all of these guys and monkeys... Yeah. ...climbing up coconut trees, grabbing coconuts. Grabbing coconuts. I was pretty impressed. I was like, wait, you can train a monkey? I mean, they they know how to climb the trees anyway. (laughs) But you can train them to go up and fetch you coconuts? That's incredible. (laughs) Just the the fact that it's like both dudes and monkeys just like going up these trees. I wonder, is their pay the same? (laughs) I don't don't think so, mate. Just throw those monkeys a few bananas. That's all they need. Or coconuts. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So the coconuts are all getting taken to a a factory. Mm-hmm. And then we meet, oh boy, the big star of the movie, our man, Danny Lee, Yay. walking down the street with a lovely lady who we'll get to in a moment. But first, who's Danny Lee? Guys? <laughs> well, I mean, I think everyone would primarily know Danny Lee from be- being the big chief cop in the untold story mm. he's he always plays a kind of figure of authority yeah, which yeah. is what i found really interesting about this film that's true he yeah. plays a weak mm. like self-loathing mm. cripple yeah in yeah, his yeah. words not mine <laughs> but yeah. and that's this is the only time i've seen him in this very like weak kind of submissive role sure sure but yeah he always plays uh the chief cop or like a big kind of strong strong mm. guy that's kind of interesting that you say that because for me when I think of Danny Lee, I do think of Untold Story and those kind of roles. But to me, that's like stage three of Danny 
Danny Lee. So right. stage one is like yeah. this stuff, like Shaw Brothers. Stage two is Chow Yun Fat's little mate and all of Chow Yun Fat's right, movies because right. they're always like a duo. Right. So for me, I know him mostly as like Chow Yun Fat's mm, buddy. Right. And then I think of his not late in his career, but middle point of his career is mm. that kind of Cat Three era right. of playing those cops and stuff. Going off that, so I was going to ask you because he does look very young in this mm. and i wasn't sure if it's just because of his like young looking haircut he's got a very <laughs> young man's haircut in this uh, but he is kind of very like uh sharp he's you know he's skinny in the face he's not the kind of like the yeah the kind of like chubby chief that we uh we <laughs> grow to know and love so but i didn't look at the years so i was gonna ask this is relatively early on in his career it, or um, as you put it phase one yeah, th- this is part of, yeah, yeah, stage one, phase one. I like phase one better. Yeah, this is phase one, Danny Lee. So yeah, th- this is, this is early mm. in his career. Right. And I guess this would have been the time. I've not looked at this. I haven't researched this, but this would probably be the time that John Woo mm. was working for Shaw Brothers as mm-hmm. well. So perhaps this is how they, they met and he right. ended up being in John Woo stuff. But yeah, this is definitely young Danny mm. Lee. It's not. 90s sleazeball Danny Lee. That's for sure. 70s, wasn't it? Uh, Yeah, 76. Yeah. Wild. So Danny Lee is playing a character called Ah Young. So we'll just call him Young. Okay. Which is going to get confusing because there's a lot of Youngs and Yangs and all sorts of things in this. But yeah, so he's. (laughs) All sorts of things. All sorts of names like that. So he's Young. As you said, he's a self loathing, crippled Mm. man. Mm. And the lady that he's with. Is Little Yu. Little Yu. <laughs> Little Yu, played by Chen Ping. Right. Now, I'm going to sound very repetitive through okay. this episode, because basically every actor that I'm going to talk about in this essentially has the same filmography. So okay. I'm going to stop at a certain point. Okay. I'll just give you some details. But Chen Ping, so she's a Taiwanese actress, and she's in a fuck ton mm. of Shaw Brothers movies, including Black Magic, Ooh. directed by the, the same guy who did this, and... The Mighty Peking Man, that great film. And yes, you're going to hear me say- I need to watch that. That just sounds ridiculous. (laughs) But you're going to hear me say that a lot throughout this. Like, this person's a lot of Shaw Brothers stuff because they were like a factory, essentially, and they use the same actors over and over and over. Anyway, so they're walking along together. Young is bitching and moaning about his job. I think we should probably mention that he walks with crutches. Oh, yes. (laughs) Very important. So he's got some crutches- He's walking along very slowly. Drags his legs. Oh, yeah. man. There is some, like, stuff involving his handicap in this that is just so funny. I can't wait to get to it. <laughs> Not that I'm saying being handicapped is funny, but the way that this I, film... I love the predicaments they put him in. Yeah, it's, just, <laughs> it's so trashy. And Shaw Brothers loves <laughs> a crippled hero. They just right, love right. it. They love it. It's the underdog. We, we have to root for the underdog, <laughs> yeah. right? So, yeah, Jung is complaining about his job. He, he works at a, a law firm. Mm. And we don't know the details yet, but he clearly doesn't like the workplace. Mm. Uh, so, Jung and little you are heading towards the coconut plant. Mm. Because the lawyer that he works for, Mr. Who, has told him he needs to bring these land ownership papers mm. that someone called Mr. Chen needs to sign. Right. We'll find out, out about these kinds later. <laughs> so little Yu is shocked by this. Mm. She's like, wait, what? Mm. What is going on? And Jung's like, well, the lease is over. 
and they're going to take back the property and the property is going to belong to the Yang family. Oh, kind so of these that. are all our, our yeah. players getting set up, but we haven't fucking met them yet. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll, we'll work it out as we go. <laughs> so then little Yu's dad shows up. Yeah. And this is one of the biggest actors in this. So his name is Abba. <laughs> Say again. Abba. Abba. Yeah. Yeah. So he's played by <laughs> Ku Feng and right. he is a massive, massive star. Right. So he's in some big movies. He's in uh, Peking Opera Blues. <laughs> Not seen that. Oh, fuck. That's an amazing movie. Um, he's in The Five Venoms. Fucking great mm. show, brothers. Come drink with me. One Armed Swordsman. And The Mighty Peking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I need to watch this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so this dad runs over and he's like, Mr. Who's waiting for you? We've mm-hmm. got to go to the office. Then we're in the office. Mm. And here's where we meet all our sort of key players. Sure. So let me just run you through who we've got in here. So we've got who? <laughs> who which one's who? Mr. Who. So he, he's, oh, he's the, the the bad guy. So he's the lawyer. Right, don't tell. Don't say he's so, the the lawyer. Spoiler alert. He's Come the on. lawyer. He's the lawyer. We don't know he's a bad guy yet. So we got Mr. Who. He's <laughs> the lawyer that Young works for. <laughs> yeah. And young being Danny Lee. Young, young being Danny Lee. Right. Yeah, crippled guy, Danny Lee. And then we've got Mr. Chen, who's currently in charge of the coconut factory. Is he the one who looks like uh, he's a, a young, Beatles? He's a hunk. He's a Is he, hunk. he looks a bit like Beatlesy. Does he? I don't, maybe, yeah. He's got I guess, like a little big bit. hair and flares. Yeah, he, he's like young, hip kind of guy. Yeah. And then we've got big old creep, Yang. We don't and like him. He, he's kind of like a gangster sort of type mm. who's taking over this plant. Mm. So there are there are kind of key people mm. in the film other than Young and Little Yu. Let's just do. I'm going to do a quick run through of, of these these guys who are in this. So we got Hu, who's played by Wang Shei, right? Another Taiwanese actor, another Shaw Brothers veteran. Uh, just to give you a couple of amazing things he said, he's in Inframan, which is fucking great. Right. It's like this Ultraman ripoff starring Danny Lee. Oh, awesome. Great <laughs> and he's in one of the most underrated Cat 3s of all time, this film called Revanchist mm. from 1994. If you haven't seen that, definitely watch Put it. Put it on the list. Great. And Chen, the guy that you think looks like a Beatles guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the young hunk guy, he's played by Wa Lun, Guess what? He's in a fuckload of Shaw Brothers films. (laughs) And then we've got Yang, the creepy guy. He's played by Chiang Yang. (laughs) His actual name is Yang. And guess what? He's in a lot of fucking Shaw Brothers movies. And they're our main guys. Very incestuous over Shaw Brothers studios. So many Shaw Brothers people. Mm. But anyway, Yang is like trying and is trying to force Chang to Mm. sign this paperwork. Mm. And Chen's like saying that, like, oh, my dad signed it. And then he's died. Like, why is it my responsibility? And Yang's pointing out, well, you were supposed to pay this in five years and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> one of the things that I was quite interested in what one of the guys says, because the guy who's defending the Beatles man, mm. he, he says to the gangsters, or not the gangsters, the guys who are trying to take off the oil plant, he says, my client has rights, the rights to object. Yeah. It's like, no, it fucking doesn't. There's a signed contract. There's yeah. like, there, you can't object to a signed contract. It's, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. whole point of the contract. Yeah, I didn't quite understand what this argument really was, mm. if there was a contract. Who the lawyer is. like? He's like help trying to help Chang, but it's very, yeah. like, it feels fake, right? It's like yeah. very haphazard. And throughout this kind of disagreement, a fight breaks out with Yang's buddies. Mm. And they're like threatening Chang. 
some swords get taken out. I guess they're like gangsters, right? So they're like pulling out swords. Then little you and young. Oh, come in. they get in the middle of it. Don't they? Yeah. So they're like, what's going on here? Yang, the bad guy, his cronies, they start instantly mm. molesting little you. Oh yeah. They just run over to they her in the her. middle of this dispute and they're just feeling her up. Who's got time for that at at this moment? There's a a contract dispute (laughs) happening. I thought they were after the coconuts. Yeah. (laughs) Instead, they're going for little you. Not little you. And Young tries to help, but... He's just a cripple. He's He he gets thrown to the floor and he's like, Wow, what do you expect from me? I'm just a useless cripple. (laughs) (laughs) Which is just every... Almost every scene with him is that. Where he's like... Oh, can I help? No, I can't because I'm crippled. It's not very pro, you know. If you were handicapped watching this, you'd feel pretty low. Yeah, right. (laughs) This is how the world sees us. So, who the lawyer? He runs out to tell little you's dad, Abba, Abba, about this situation, and you's dad, Abba, (laughs) instantly. Just f- goes into fucking chaos mode, yeah, comes yeah. in with a fucking sword. Yeah. And he's like, I've been working here for fucking 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> he only looked about 45. Yeah. He was like, born on the plant, <laughs> died on the plant. <laughs> and while this is happening, it's fucking chaos is breaking out. Chang's ripping up the contract. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yang starts beating Chang up. There's fights going on. And in the chaos, mm. Abba, Yu's dad. <sighs> Stabs, kind of accidentally stabs yeah. one of the Yang cronies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, oh, fuck. I've, I've done fucked up. And Abba runs out in fucking terror, yeah. but is pretty immediately caught cool. by the cops. Yep. It's very confusing, all that sort of contract stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, it, you know, it was necessary. It tells us what the general film is about in yeah. a flash moment yeah, of yeah. random contracts being torn up. You yeah. owe us money. We want the field. This mm. man gets stabbed, mm. and people want to rape little you. And we all, <laughs> <laughs> which the is like the, in the rest of the theme. film. This, yeah, this that's... all those things that I just mentioned. Yeah, they're, it, constant. they're constant throughout the whole yeah. film. And all of basically everything we saw in that scene mm. is not what it seems as well, which we're going to find out later oh. as well. So all of that contract stuff ultimately is not quite as clean cut as it seems, even though it wasn't clear cut at all. <laughs> so anyway, Yu's uh, dad, Abba, he's in prison because he's yeah. killed a man. He's killed a man. And they're like, oh, he's going to be executed in 30 yeah. minutes. Yes, really. In 30 minutes. Yes, very quick. We've gone from him stabbing a man, <laughs> running out the door, mm. to him be like, oh, he'll be executed. That's a very fast turnaround, had, isn't it? Had time passed well, between them? there's like, no we, indication of that whatsoever. Yeah, they're just like, get him in, get him in, execute him, go for it. Done. It's not like Japan where they sit on bloody death row for 40 years, is no, it? It's like, no, it's 30 minutes. Unless 20 years had passed in that time he, and, it, and we just didn't know. He looked the same. Yeah, he did. He, everyone does look the same. But yeah, he's requested that young uh, Danny young, Lee, Danny Lee, shows up to have a chat to him before the execution. He's going to be pretty quick. He's only got thirty yeah. minutes. So yeah, Yu's dad is uh, talking about these Yang guys mm. that that are stealing the plant, and he's like, they're going to 
they're going to go after little you. Mm. They're they're keen. They're keen for little you. Keen as a bean. So you've got to protect. You got to protect her. Yeah. But Jung is like, well, look at me. I'm just a cripple. <laughs> what am I supposed to do here? I'm a cripple. I can't help. So Yu's dad's like, all right, let me show you a little secret. <laughs> and he opens up his shirt mm. and shows a very dodgy tattoo. I don't know how you describe this one. I yeah. don't know either. It looks like a, a child's hand drawing, <laughs> like a five-year-old kid's crayon. It's it's not great. No. It's not great. But he's got this dodgy ass tattoo on his back, and he he tells Jung that Jung's father mm. was a shaman, mm. and he for some reason tattooed this fucking spell on his back, on Yu's dad's back. <laughs> he's like, get this spell. It's gonna help you out. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be the best <laughs> spell. <laughs> so Jung like copies it. He like, traces, he, yeah, he traces it off his back. <laughs> oh oh. Oh, but Abba tells him the final words. Then mm. there's a clause to using this spell, That's isn't right. there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, it's a it's a Malaysian spell as well. Mm-hmm. So he says, "Oh yeah, Danny Lee, you can speak." <laughs> We're just calling him Danny Lee now. Should we just switch to calling him Danny? Danny. Lee? Let's do that. It's yeah. easier than you. <laughs> Partly so he tells Danny Lee, he's like, "Yeah, you learnt Malaysia- Malay as a child, so you're going to be able to say this spell. Mm. But if you use this spell." You got to use it with the right intent, mm. or you'll die. That's it. So you have to use it to help people, right? Yeah. But he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You won't just die. He makes a point of saying you'll die in a very, very bad way. And I've watched this film twice now, and I still don't know if <laughs> if he used it in the right way or the wrong way. Yeah, I don't know. Did he use it to help people or to? Bonk people. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that comes back to that moral at the start. It's like, what? Yeah, I don't know. This film was... I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead, but this film is great. Visually, it's so much fun to watch. But when you try to like pick apart the, uh, the morals of the story, the so-called morals from the start, and the idea that it's based on and the rules that come along with this plot, they're very flimsy, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This film is flimsy. Delivered with such, like, heaviness. Yeah. Like, you'll die in a very, very bad way. It's a very confident film. Yeah. (laughs) But very haphazard. Yeah. Haphazardly confident. Mm. Yeah. When I watched that, I was like, oh, something's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, that's a warning from the start. And when you get a warning of this this size, you know it's going to come back to bite him in the ass. (laughs) Totally. But, But... Mm. I think we'll see. I think it was just for effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like I'm gonna die in now 25 yeah, minutes. I so better quickly say something. I might as well do something dramatic <laughs> yeah. before I leave. <laughs> so the so the guards take away Yu's dad. Mm. We don't see him get executed. I found oh man, this stuff about his execution that I find so funny in right. this. Just the way he's taken off to be killed, and young Danny Lee's just like. Yeah, well, and he just he just wanders off, yeah. just moping around. Like, oh, yeah. damn it! <laughs> and they don't not even a goodbye as well. Abba just like he's like, all right, this is me. Yeah. I'm off. Cheerio. I'm away. See ya. <laughs> off to be executed. Yeah. yeah, Denny Lee just goes to his job. But it, that, this is this is probably what we were talking about before. The way they uh, portray Danny Lee, the oh, cripple. Yeah, this establishing shot of this scene. <laughs> yes. He's fucking. 
dragging his feet along the side of like a motorway in the middle of nowhere with these cars just zooming past him he's like oh I'm off to work and his fucking crutches hobbling down the road (laughs) there are no sidewalks yeah (laughs) he's like but there's just something very funny about the like the order in which that's cut as well it's like his, his mate's just been executed yeah. and cut to this sad shot of him dragging himself along the middle of the road. It's so fun. And, and there's no other people walking because everyone else is driving. Yeah, There's yeah, cars yeah. going back and forth. Back, <laughs> and and no there's giving him a, a single person walking <laughs> and he's in fucking crutches. And not only that, but his humiliation mm. just gets oh, yeah. piled on in this next scene. So we see him at, at the law firm, mm. and now we get to see why he doesn't like this job, mm. because literally every one of his co-workers, bar one, mm. harass him. So he's just sitting there uh-huh. at his job, everyone's just fucking piling on him, yeah. just shitting on him the whole time, except for one oh. very delightful- We like her. Delightful lady. Her name is spelled, it's L-Y- you say Lee? 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 Let's say Lee. Oh, but that say- that's like Danny Lee's Lee. Oh, I, just right, call, I just called her the nice office lady. All right, we'll call her nice office lady. All right, that's all right, for the rest <laughs> of this. Nice office lady. Yeah. Played by Lily Lee Lee Lee. Who, and let me see, can you guess? Shaw Brothers. Yeah, she's in Shaw Brothers <laughs> movies. There you go. A bunch of movies. She's been in a bunch of Shaw Brothers movies. So, yeah, she's the one kind of shining light. Nice oh, office yeah. lady. Oh, um, cooks a great curry. <laughs> oh, fuck it oh that scene's so funny and out of uh out of whose office the lawyer who we see a babe mm. <laughs> a babe getting let out uh miss lamb right and she's a dancer and we find out this case that he's taken it's a sexual assault case mm. the lawyer who is super confident he's mm. gonna win this case mm. he's like, don't worry we got this we've set up yeah. uh, one of our how irrelevant side but this is kind of also where we learn that the boss is a bit of a shady guy who defends like crooked people yeah we we don't yeah we maybe don't we get that feeling already Mm. right we see it's something's not quite right oh and but we also know that he takes a fuck ton of money yeah yeah yeah. so basically whatever um profits they get from winning a case he takes the vast majority yeah he's a cunt yeah he's a proper cunt and then this is one of my favorite bits so Danny Lee heads home. <laughs> Fuck, this is funny. Oh, the more I think about yeah. this, the funnier I find it. So he heads home and little you is there. And she's like, hey, where's my dad? What happened with my dad? And he's like, oh, he's dead. <laughs> like, she found out from Danny Lee who just fucking went to work. <laughs> she didn't Instead know. of telling little you that her fucking dad yeah. got executed yeah. yeah so she's fucking shell-shocked As by, would by be. this news yeah and he just brings her inside and sort of sits her down but the music in this is like goofball <laughs> nonchalant yeah. like not the kind of music you'd hear when yeah. you've just had the news broken to you that your mm. fucking dad's dead how didn't she know because fucking Danny Lee didn't tell her. Oh, my And for God. some reason, the dad only requested to see Danny oh, Lee yeah. and not we his only own daughter. Minutes, so. Yeah, you gotta see Danny Lee. So he's with little you, trying to help her out, and he's like, You gotta be brave. I know oh, your dad's dead. You gotta I, be oh. brave. <laughs> this scene was so funny. Oh, wait, is it is it the side eye moment? 
Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, is that the bit you're talking about? Because this is one when, of the funniest things. When he's like, don't worry, yeah. you've got me. Yes. And then, <laughs> oh my God. So he said that. And then there's a shot of her looking down yeah. at his crippled legs and just has this look of like, yeah, nah. And we get a very subtle zoom on his crutches. <laughs> it's so awful and yeah that was dude i laughed so hard yeah. at that shot she's like this is the other thing i found funny so she's side-eyed him yeah basically shit on him for being yeah. a cripple without even saying anything and then she's like oh you're so nice you're a nice guy she's like fully friend zoning him and then he like kisses her it's like oh, really yeah. awkward he like awkwardly kisses her but her face is like she's like oh. accepting it but she's not into not it into and it. it's just it's kind of amazing. It's so oh. fucking grim, all that stuff. He is a weak little man in this. Yeah, game. he's a weak little cucked cripple. And uh, he's worried about the, the Yang brothers. She's mm. like, yeah, don't worry about it. I'll deal with it myself. <laughs> and fucks off, runs away. And he tries to run after her, but he can't. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, this, is- oh, this film is so... And that's when he's like, like I'm a cripple and a loser. Yeah. And he like, he said, he throws his crutches and then he falls over because he's a fucking cripple. <laughs> and then, of course, he gets to the source as a big old drink. It's all very self-indulgent. I love this but- stuff. He's just, he's going nuts. Yeah. He's flung his crutches away, angrily drinking, crawling around, (laughs) smashing shit. He's in a fucking state. Yeah. He's in a state. (laughs) He finds the spell Mm. taken off Uncle Abba's back. Yeah. So what does he do? Oh, what does the spell tell him to do? (laughs) The first. It's the fucking most ridiculous spell. The first instruction is like, Dig a hole in your house, <laughs> right? Is it? Dig, Dig a, a hole, hole in your house. Dig a hole in your house. He's like instantly hammering a fucking yeah. hole in his house. Digs a massive hole and, in uh, the floor. Yeah, like, in the floor. Like in he like in the middle of the floor. His fucking floor. You would think if you were gonna dig a hole in the floor, you would maybe not do it in the middle of your living room. <laughs> like maybe like somewhere they don't walk through every day. Yeah. It's like right smack bang. <laughs> it's like right in front of the door, right? <laughs> it's, it's a fucking health hazard. It's like a booby trap. <laughs> oh god. But yeah, he digs this big fucking hole, gets into it, and like so he's it's massive this hole. He's yeah. in the hole. Yeah. He's fucking in the hole. It's like a, it's he, like the size of a well. It, or yeah, something. It's, it's huge. And he's uh he starts doing like a black magic chant mm. for peace and power, which I don't know about the peace part. Anyway, uh, so there's like this madcap fucking cutting. It's like cutting between all these fucking things. It's really fast. And all this oil starts like pouring into the hole Mm. from somewhere. And he's like being submerged in this oil and sinking down into it. Uh, And And then you come out as the oily maniac (laughs) blasts out of the fucking hole. He comes out. Screaming. Yeah. Screaming. And we will hear this scream a lot oh, in this one. This fucking it reminded scream. me of a uh, Night Evil Soul yes, with the cat Exactly scream. the yeah. same. Just oh, they have God. one scream and they use it relentlessly. How how would you say the scream goes? What what's it like? Let me try and mimic it. Ah! <laughs> I can't do it. So he so he goes into the 
oil hole with this spell, which is used to help people. Uh, if it's used incorrectly, bad things will happen. So it has to be used with good intent. So he has the good intent, or hmm. so, so we think. He says a spell. He comes out as the oily maniac. Was this supposed to happen? That's a good question. I think so. Because... I feel like this is I what... feel like he got the bad end of the stick there. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think anyone was expecting mm. to him, for him to turn into a big fucking oily blobby <laughs> that, man. That is quite funny, like, that they've not really... They've not mentioned anything about, like, by the way, this will turn you into no. an oily maniac. Uncle <laughs> Abba's just like, use this spell to, to help little yeah. Yue. Yeah. No mention of him turning into a big fucking black blobby monster. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I came out as him, I'd be like, mate, that fucking cunt. I wonder how much mental capacity he has as the oily maniac. Like, how mm. aware of everything... Is he when he's the oily maniac? Because it yeah. he doesn't seem to be very like cognitive. No, he's just like <laughs> fucking doing flips and fucking going bonkers, <laughs> screaming constantly. Even as like a human, as a normal person, he seems very on edge, not yeah. really in control of his emotions. Yeah. <laughs> so to be fucking turn into a giant fucking monster, not a good idea. No, <laughs> I would not feel safe around him. <laughs> They should have, yeah, Abba should have done the spell, like, before he got killed. He should have. <laughs> Turned himself into the oily maniac. He and then, like and then a, he wouldn't have died. Yeah. He would have been fine. He, he would have been invincible. Out. Could have helped a little you. Should have done that. It's would have been a much shorter yeah. film. Yeah. 30 minutes. It's about the same time as his life sentence. Yeah. Death sentence. <laughs> so let, let's talk about what the oily maniac looks like. Because mm. it is a pretty fucking crazy design. Mm. And it is nothing like the other oily maniac movie. So as right. I said... In that 50s version, he's just a man that's been a bit tarred up, basically. This oily maniac is, like, a giant poo, would you say? A big turd? Yeah, Yeah, that's probably a good one. But he's also quite cute. He's got cute little yellow eyes and a little mouth. He's he's a very small mouth, lots of protruding teeth. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Big shoulders, he's Mm. quite a lump. He's a little bit Gumby-esque as Mm. well. I don't know how I would describe it. It's almost kind of like a mix between the Toxic Avenger and Mr. Blobby. That's that's perfect, actually. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually perfect. Hey. That's it. So just imagine Toxic Avenger, that kind of um, skin quality. Yeah. Plus Mr. Blobby's <laughs> general shape. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> He's also got like an exposed heart, yeah. which we see a lot. And you're like, when you see it, you're like, oh, this will be the thing that takes him down. That's got to be his weak point. We'll get to that later. <laughs> but, nothing but the the other thing, when he comes out, and the first time I saw this, I'm like, hang on. What's going on mm. with the music here? Because we start hearing something that sounds identical. Vaguely familiar, isn't it? To the fucking Jaws theme. It's not. It's not just like. Is it not? Dun, 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 dun. It's like it does everything. It has all the same beats and right. like the same. I mean, I fucking love Jaws. Yeah, and I know that soundtrack well. It does the same sort of crescendo. We don't really hear it yet, but later mm. on, I'm just like, come on, man, this is just fucking <laughs> Jaws at this point. So every time we see the oily maniac, he's screaming. Mm. We've got this Jaws ripoff music playing. So that that'll give you a little idea of uh, what he's like. <laughs> <laughs> what he's like. So, we cut to little you. She's in bed. 
and we get the uh, the gang members. The Yang. The, the Yang bros. are going to... They're suddenly brothers. Oh, yeah. I, I only thought it was one Yang, but we've got brothers now. Mm. And I thought you know, that whole thing, they were just after the coconut plants. Mm. But no, they're after Little You. So they are coming in, in the middle of the night, to rape Little You. We kind of learn now how the oily maniac moves around. Because whilst he can run and jump in both forward motion and backwards motion, he can also melt himself down into oil patches and creep along the floor, which is done in very glorious, cheap fashion. Mm -hmm. It is just like a texture on the floor, like Mm. which moves... How would you describe that? So it's like a, it's like a puddle, puddle, like animated a superimposed puddle. Yeah. puddle thing that just moves across the screen. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the Yangs have walloped little little you in mm. the face, knocked her out, ripped her shirt off. There is a lot of gratuitous boobs in this film. Most a most lot. of them little use, mostly little you. <laughs> but like any chance this film gets, it'll it'll show some boobs. Uh, um, but yeah, she's knocked out. The Yang is like, all right. To his brother, you go first. Yeah. I'll wait outside. I'll take sloppy seconds later. Oh, why would you like choose that? <laughs> so yeah, the the oil animated oil slick <laughs> comes in, and uh, yeah, the the Yang brother is trying to rape little you, but then the oily maniac appears from behind him and starts beating the fucking shit out of mm. him, smashes him to fucking smithereens. And I love this. He's like beating the shit out of him. And as he beats him up, this, like, wooden divider, like, wall divider kind of thing falls down and very clearly falls onto the actor's face. Oh, it looks I didn't notice really that. painful. Yeah. And to the actor's credit, he doesn't fucking flinch at all. It smashes oh. onto his face. That's some Shaw Brothers oh, uh, quality, that is. But I had a big old laugh at that moment. Yeah. And the oily maniac oh, puts a blanket yes. over, over you oh. after rescuing her. So he's still... Is in somewhat control. Yeah, so maybe he he is still Danny Lee yeah. inside there. <laughs> he covers her up like a nice man. And then he kind of runs away mm. almost in double time. So, like, his running away footage <laughs> has been sped up. So, <laughs> this whole time, he either moves as a oil spill or, or he runs and with like, sped up footage. And does kind of, like, parkour-style yeah. yeah. jumps as yeah. he goes off. <laughs> and yeah, he heads home, rolls onto his belly, as he always does when yeah. he transforms back into Danny Lee. And yeah, he turns back into to Danny Lee. And I love it when he's like waking up, he's cross-eyed. He's like, like all cross-eyed. <laughs> and he's just like a little bit speckled with mm. oil. Mm. But his house is a fucking mess now, mate. It's, it's covered in oil. Oh, that made me feel sick. Imagine having all that oil all over your place. Nah, I wouldn't fancy it. I would not fancy that at all. So then the next scene I actually quite loved. So we're in the police station and the young gangster guy is basically reporting the oily maniac. Mm. And the police are like, oh, no, oh, you, what are you talking about? There's no oily maniac. You must be crazy. Have him committed to the mental hospital. And the other policeman's like, oh, yeah, okay, let's go. And they just, like, drag him away yeah. as if you can just commit someone to a hospital <laughs> just like that with no, any, no like, doctor supervision <laughs> whatsoever. Just the policeman saying, ah, he's clearly crazy talking about an oily <laughs> maniac. Get rid of him. So right after he's dragged away, we get newspapers flying onto the screen and it's talking about the oily maniac. Guess guess the uh, the news Leaked out to the journalist. Yeah. But it's talking about the, the oily maniac killing one of the Yang brothers. And then 
as we're seeing these newspapers, it pans across to a story about the sexual assault case mm. we heard about earlier with the dancer, Miss mm. Lamb. So then we cut to that court room with that trial happening. And we've got a young hunk on trial. His name's Hong, Hong the Hunk. He's played by Lam Fung, who, guess what he's in? Shaw Brothers movies. He's in a lot of Shaw Brothers movies, that's right. I'm getting he's in, good at this. He's in one movie that I haven't seen that sounds and looks amazing called Battle Wizard. <laughs> Shaw Brothers movie called Battle, Battle Wizard. Wizard. I fucking want to watch that. So, Hong is on trial for mm. raping mm. this dancer, Miss Lam. He's getting interrogated by who? The dodgy lawyer. And Hong, we, we kind of get a little Rashomon kind of scene here where Hong tells the story of what happened. And in his version of the story, he was coming home from a business dinner. Then Miss Lam, the dancer, came home drunk out of her fucking mind. And he helped her into the room, put her into the bed. She went in for a kiss. He pulled away, tried to run away, but she was super, super horny <laughs> and showed off her, her bod to him and coaxed him into bed for a shag. I love that in his version of the story, he's still the bad guy because he fucked a very, very, very drunk woman. (laughs) Yeah. That's his version of the story. So then Miss Lamb comes up. She gives her version Mm. of the story. In her one, it's like a role reversal. She's mm. dressed down. Oh, in this I love country. the way she's dressed, like real like, like business attire. Yeah, yeah. ridiculously. She looks like a like a real good girl. Yeah, very yeah. virginally yeah. Dre- virginally dressed. Is that a thing? But yeah, she's sober in her story, and he's fucking drunk, yeah. lumbering out of his apartment. Who the lawyer is like? Did he touch her breasts? Both sides. Both sides. <laughs> and uh, his hand was on your genitals. Like just asking yeah, all yeah. these like very intense questions. And, yeah, she gives details of what happened, uh, saying that she was raped. It's all shown in flashbacks. And Hong is... Hong the hunk, he's fucked. Like, oh. everyone buys this story. Yeah. It's all over for him. And, yeah... We Miss- don't actually know did he do it or not, did he? I think it's implied pretty heavily that his version is true, mm. just based on what Lamb, the dancer, like, mm. her, what she's doing in this scene, sure, right? Because sure. she's sort of sitting down or sort of smug and yeah, laughing yeah. about it. And yeah, he's found guilty. He has to give her $200,000. And the boss of the law firm, doesn't he take like 80%? Yes. Yeah. So he, yeah, she will only get 20% of this yeah. and he, he takes the rest because he did all the work as he says. And she's kind of fine with that as yeah. well. Well, they're sort of like gloating about this, that they've sort yeah. of won this case. She's, I guess, agreed to that beforehand. Mm. But Danny Lee is listening in mm. on all of this as the assistant to the lawyer, and he is fucking pissed. He's super pissed about this yeah. whole situation. Yeah. So next we cut to old Danny Lee going to the little use house. He brings Durian as a romantic gesture. I found that very confusing because he's like, it's Durian from Malaysia. Mm. But isn't this film set in Malaysia? Uh, <laughs> I, I think confused. they made a mistake. Yeah, I was yeah. kind of confused by that. <laughs> The durian's like a kind of like luxury food in some places. Right. It, have pricey. you ever tried durian? Is that the one that stinks? Yes. It yeah. fucking reeks. I think I, I have had it once before a long time ago. It is awful. Awful. I remember quite liking it. I remember the smell being really bad, but the taste being quite good. Right. Yeah. In um in a lot of places, like 
Malaysia, at least Thailand, I know for sure, you're not allowed to bring durian on public transport. Makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah. it so, reeks. <laughs> yes. So little, uh, not little, da- little Danny Lee. <laughs> so Danny Lee comes uh, comes hobbling in with durian from Malaysia. <laughs> big like, stinky durian. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you, got a little, you have a little crack on this, like a big man. Uh, and doesn't he say he wants to marry her? Oh, yeah. So this whole scene is so bleak and cucky so she's <laughs> she's got like a meal set up she's yeah. like yeah a friend's coming over and you're instantly like oh fuck yeah. danny lee get out of there get out of there right now Holy and yeah way. as you said he's like yeah i want to marry you and she's like yeah uh, i'm sorry i'm promised to someone else yeah and who is it beatles man beatles man chen the guy who had to sign the contract mm-hmm. at the start with the yang brothers oh man but he seems all right. He seems like a pretty good guy. For now. We'll see. <laughs> I love this next part. Oh, so he Danny Lee getting sent out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when he comes back. Yeah, yeah. So he's left. Yeah. He leaves. It leaves them to it. But he, he, he has to go back. He hobbles back to the window, peeks in, and sees them going at it. Mm-hmm. So they're in deep full-on lovemaking session and Danny Lee he's in the rain with his crutches and he looks fucking livid and he just says women women I I reckon you could cut this scene out of the film and upload it on por- uh, Pornhub as cuck porn and it would get like millions of views they would love it so it was just women it's yeah. weird, he's just so angry at women in general he's furious so yeah. he is wound up at this point and we cut to the spookiest place in the world a caltex petrol station (laughs) wind is howling he runs over grabs the gas pump and starts like dousing blasting oil all over himself and he turns into the oily maniac and blubbers off on his way to do some nasty work to the to the rape victim yes so he's taken out his rage on Miss Lamb, the dancer. Oh, no. So also, there's a lot of things that made me laugh very hard in this scene. Miss Lamb is with a client, I guess, because she's also a prostitute. Maybe that, that's oh. what it seemed to be implying in this scene. But she's with the kind of businessman looking guy. And she's like, yeah, uh, you wait here. I got to take a shower. And she puts on this like shitty music yeah. for him to listen to, which he loves. He's absolutely He's loving the music. Into it, yeah. And she goes into this absolutely fucking obscenely pink bathroom. <laughs> but she said that she's going to have a shower. Yeah. But then she's fucking running the bathtub. Mate, that takes so much longer. He's going to be waiting a long time. I hope he's not paying by the hour. Yeah. Fucking hell. But what starts happening? Oh, so, of course, where there was once water, now <laughs> oil comes pouring out of the tap. And... The bathwater turns all black and gross, and he just emerges. He emerges <laughs> out of the bath and just goes to strangle her. She's screaming. He's throttling her and strangles her to death, mm. the the stripper lady. Then he leaves the bathroom, goes into the bedroom, and the guy is still just grooving out <laughs> yeah. to this music and seems quite unfazed by it initially until he notices the guy. But the oily maniac spares him. Oh, 
Yeah, I was so disappointed by that. Kill that fucking idiot customer. He kind of just walks by. Yeah, he's just like, like walks off. Yeah, which I guess goes back to he's only hurting the people who deserve it. Maybe, yeah. But come on, he should have smashed that guy. We want too. a body count, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and he just like like bumbles his way out the door. It's a relatively, like, harmless scene. We don't really see too much of anything. And all the chokings, yeah. there's quite a quite a number of strangulations mm. in this, and they're all very quick. Mm. This film seems to imply that you can wrap your hands lightly around a throat mm. for three seconds and, and that someone's dead from yeah. that. <laughs> so it's very quick. It's like, boom, oh, dead. And this is one of the things about this film is, I mean, we're essentially just singing the oily maniac just kill people. For the remainder of the film. And most of the time, there are ve- there are very harmless, like very light choking scenes or bonkings on the head or a stump on the chest or whatever. But every now and again, yeah. we will get such a fucking grotesque, fucked up scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, when those come <laughs> around, I was like, what the hell? When did this come into play? Because it's such yeah. a kind of like playful and harmless movie mm. the, but when the blood does start to run it is insanely graphic I totally agree it's like very unpredictable yeah where you'll be like oh just a light a- choking yeah and then oh that guy's head just got popped <laughs> like yeah, it's, it's yeah. fucking nuts <laughs> so hong the hunk the guy that got charged for raping the dancer mm. he's now arrested for murder Oh, yeah, so they think he poor murdered guy. her. Yeah. What a mess. Yeah. Well, not poor guy. He Even his version of the story, he was a cunt. And, yeah, the police are getting interviewed by journalists, and the police are like, yeah, yeah, he's he's the oily maniac. Guaranteed. Guaranteed he's the oily maniac. <laughs> I love how matter-of-fact it all is. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, he's the oily maniac. There's no yeah, yeah. question as to <laughs> what is, why the fuck why there is, is an oily maniac. <laughs> why was he the oily maniac? What is the oily maniac? <laughs> oh, that was him. There's no more. There's not going to be no more oily maniacs yeah. to work in the streets. He's in the bar now. Yeah. <laughs> so then we, we go to the law firm again, and we oh. meet our next case. We've got Julie Moe. Oh, yeah. Is her name. She's there to see to see <laughs> oh, who the lawyer. And this, yeah, this stuff oh is fucking nuts. So she's the singer of a band. She's like a celebrity. And she's talking to, to who about the situation. He's recording it on tape. And she's talking about she's had a plastic surgery disaster. Mm. And he's like, well, let me see. What, what's the disaster? And she's yeah. like, oh, it's my boobs. Yeah. And he's like, go on, let's see. And he, she lifts up her shirt and it's a fucking mess. It's a mess. One of her boobs is normal. And the other one looks like it's been through it's the wars like or something. A really fucking long, scarred, like down pointed titty. Like, <laughs> it's a mess. But the best thing, the sound. The music, yes. <laughs> Oh, the sting as it shows it. It's like, wow. Wow. Oh, fuck. It's so fucking good. Oh, that was great. But yeah, she's like, this has fucked up my career. I want the plastic surgeon to pay me, what was it, 150,000 buckaroons. Yeah, she's like, the surgeon had no, no license. I should be able to get this money. Mm. But, but she signed a bloody consent form. Once again, getting screwed over by a consent form. <laughs> <laughs> but the lawyer's like, look, 
I'll negotiate. I'll get you ten thousand. We'll have someone fix that fucked up boob. But he's taking five. He's taking. He's taking fifty percent. Oh, yeah. what a dick! And he sends her home. Mm. Then, Miss Yoko, the surgeon, the plastic surgeon, comes in, and we see what an utter mm. little weasel this lawyer is. Because he's like, you need to pay a hundred and fifty thousand, mm. and. You know, if you don't, you're going to go to prison. So this is a small amount of money to mm. pay to, to stay out of prison. So she's like, all right. Yeah, he's basically just got a fuck ton of money out of this woman and only has to pay Mo, the boob lady, a couple of bucks. Yeah. And we also meet around here. We, we start to see more of the lawyer's secretary who is just loving this shit she's like fuck you're a genius she loves the lawyer she's like hugging him this is fucking great having a great old time mm. <laughs> great old time well well she's getting all the benefits yeah she's i don't lovely. i don't think like she's her mistress or, or wife but probably mistress she's she's the mistress it's mentioned later on that uh, who the lawyer has a right. wife and danny lee mm. once again he's witnessing this situation he's not looking pleased uh, he's fucking annoyed and he comes in and yeah. hears the tape of Mo oh, yeah. talking and he's like, fuck. I've gotta avenge see. the boob lady. He, he needs to avenge the boob lady. <laughs> so, into the greatest scene. And actually, one of the reasons as to why I wanted to watch this movie initially. Hmm. So, um, probably should have mentioned this earlier on. So, I... I've said this before. No, no. <laughs> Everyone should have mentioned before we've broken the format of the show. No, I I've came across. I, I was not aware of this film up until very recently, and I was on a I can't remember which film. It's like a, a British distribution website, and they were doing this massive sale, and they had Oily Maniac for like five pounds a mm. DVD. And I was like, "What the fuck is the Oily Maniac? That sounds wild." Mm. And on the British DVD, on the the top half of the cover. You have, of course, the man himself, the oily maniac, who looks fucking awesome. And on the bottom half, a picture of a very distressing-looking surgery scene. Yeah. And I gotta say, I fucking love medical horror. Right. It is one of the greatest subgenres because it's like it's so deeply rooted in our primal fears, you know. Surgery is a terrifying thing. So anytime uh, like a surgery scene gets written into a horror film, I'm fucking there. I mm. absolutely love it. And this is a beautiful, yeah, beautiful surgery scene. It's great. It is the best scene. Oh, by far. Like, this is by far the best scene. It has everything. I don't know if I would have done this film if this scene wasn't in it. Right. Actually, yeah. It, it is the best part by far. So it's the the plastic surgeon's operating theater, right? Sure. And she doesn't have a license. Yeah. Because, as we see in this scene, her clientele is a bit dodgy. Mm. So we, we've got a man who is clearly a pimp. Right. Coming in with a prostitute. And this is where I wasn't 100% sure on, a, on something in this. Because yeah. this is my take on it. Let me know if you think, if you agree. So he's come in with this prostitute mm. and he says it didn't look like she was a virgin. Mm. So you have to do the surgery again or something mm. like that. My assumption mm. of this was that the plastic surgeon is doing some sort of surgery, plastic surgery mm. on her 
bits mm. to make her look like a, a virgin again. Sure. However, I've also read reviews that refer to this scene as an abortion scene, which right. it does kind of have that vibe to it. But I think from based on what they're saying and based on the fact that she's a plastic surgeon... Mm. What, what did you think? Yeah, because he also says, like, you know, she hardly bled, so you have to pay more attention. And mm. So, it's yeah, it sounds like she's trying to make these women appear to yeah. be virgins. Yeah, that, so I think they, that's what it is. Maybe yeah. she's, like, half summing them shut. Yeah, that, I mean... So they bleed more and appear to be mm. virgins when they have sex. Which is really disturbing. Yes. I, and I, I think that's what it is. I think it's meant yeah. to be that. I think... Maybe the reviews that refer to it as an abortion are maybe not watching it. Yeah, <laughs> like that clearly. Yeah, it's re- like it's really brief, and yeah, it's, and not, it's like, wait, mm. what is what is he saying? It's like she hardly bleds. You need to pay more attention. There are four more girls coming. Yeah, and I was, yeah. I was like, wait, what? what, what, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it does look kind of like a classic abortion scene, right? Yeah, Where yeah. she's this woman is put down uh, on the stretcher, her gratuitous boobs Oh yeah, more gratuitous boobs. <laughs> Her legs are up in the air, and oh, they're on those. What do you call the holsters? The yeah. leg, the stirrups, strips. Mm. Is that it? Stirrups. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, it's fucking and- wide open. Yeah, it's fucked. And and the doctor Yoko, she's just like ripping bits out. Oh, she just-, just says no need to. Um, what's it? No need to use the anesthetic. Just just do it on the lower half. So yeah. the girl is wide awake, just looking down, yeah. like what's going on down there with the bits. Yeah. And yeah, she's just pulling stuff out, doing whatever. Oh, fuck. This scene's so fucking crazy. And then the animated oil slick. Oh, I love it. Starts to appear above them mm. in the operating room. So she's got a leg spread that the doctor's working on her, all the nurses are around. And yeah, this uh, animated oil slick appears above. And then we get the most insane shot where the oil drips down like falls down from above lands between the woman's legs like sort of splashes down this oil and then the oily maniac hammers down into the scene Ah. like the fucking maniac that he is he's a fucking force of chaos in i love the chaos of the scene he comes down instantly flings <laughs> over the fucking operating table so the woman gets like flung over the lady having fucking yeah surgery on her bits yeah he throws her up into the air yeah. by like her head yeah <laughs> she's, she's not done anything wrong yeah. and she's just like well here I go right? yeah. we don't really know what what happens to no. her as well she's been and flung but he makes a fucking oily beeline straight for that that surgeon. And this is where we get, as you said, we have these moments of sudden extreme violence. Yeah. And this is one of them where he is fucking beating the shit out of her. And he just starts stomping on her yeah. and crushes her head that, to smithereens. It was so quick. It's very fast. Yeah. So he's, he, like, stomps on her chest multiple times. And then we get a shot which, it's kind of, like, further away than the mm. previous shots. And it's not even centre-framed. I think in the centre of the frame, there's, like, a maybe, like, a fucking bed pole or something. And so she's kind of off-centre in the background. And you just see him smash her yeah. head yeah. under his foot. <laughs> And when I watched, I was like, wait, what? Because, we're, I mean, I don't even know how far into the movie we are now, but we've not seen really any blood yeah, yeah. up until it's this point. It's been like a 
the first really violent yeah, moment. Yeah, a couple of, like, choke-ins and head bonkings. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he just fucking crushes her head. And yeah. it, it just it just deflates. It disintegrates. Yeah. And blood everywhere. It's beautiful. I do quite like, as you said, it's, like, really fast to the mm. point where you're almost like, whoa, what what the fuck did I just see? It like, is a blink and you'll miss really it. Really yeah. quick. But I kind of almost like that because it, it it's, makes it almost more disturbing. Mm. It, it's so out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. And once again, he... Smash! Oh yeah, he like smashes through the the door to the operating theater. <laughs> yeah. Just fucking lumbers through. I love what a fucking idiot he is. Catch and he walks out the door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he goes right past the pimp once again. Ignores yeah. the the douchebag. The douchebag guy is involved in this. And oh, this is where he does full parkour, mm. jumping over buildings. Oh, I love it. Chase sequence ensues. This is very this this stuff that he's doing here. This is very much in line with the oil man kind of oh, okay story, like the tale of him like jumping up buildings and like slip being a slippery little oil man. <laughs> <laughs> but the pimp guy, he's on a bicycle and he's yeah. going to chase. So we've got a bicycle oily maniac chasing, <laughs> and so the pimp's on a bike trying to catch up to this guy with the oily maniac and it's all kind of reverse photography reverse yeah, cinematography yeah. right he's like jumping, he's jumping up, up, on, up on buses over walls and the pimp is chasing him and it goes on for so long and there's like this knockout piano score playing on top mm. the music is absolutely incredible but eventually uh, Danny Lee gets back home turns back mm. into Danny Lee mm. <laughs> from oily maniac into Danny Lee and the pimp has seen this happen. So he's a cheeky little pimp now. He's He's got some leverage hmm. over the oily maniac now. Then we go to the scene of the crime, uh. which this scene, again, another scene that just cracked me oh up. Something fierce. So all the cops are <laughs> on the scene of the crime and someone's like, it's oily everywhere, <laughs> which is great. And, um, and then like one of the cops is like, trying to like work out why he's the oily maniac and he's like yeah i guess uh he put oil over his body so he could move faster yeah <laughs> and the other guy is just like hmm and he starts like rubbing his chin he's got fucking oil all over his hand he blackens yeah. up yeah, his whole right. face <laughs> oh man stupid cops and back to the law firm danny lee gets a call from the pimp mm. and the pimp is blackmailing him mm. for five thousand dollars and if he doesn't pay him, he's going to tell the police. So he says, be at the docks at midnight. So the pimp and all of his mates are at the docks waiting for the oily maniac. They're like, we've got it covered. Every possible entrance he every, could come in. Every possible. We've got it covered. All of this for 5000 Is it Hong Kong dollars? Because that's not that's much. $500. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How, he's he's going to have to pay all of his mates for this. Mm. Seems seems a bit over the top, bit risky for five five thousand. Yeah, but he's so he's like thinks he's covered every possible way that the oily maniac can get in, but then the oily maniac fucking bubbles out of the the seawater oh, and blasts out <laughs> onto the docks, and just instantly is smashing the shit. Out of all these these goons, I think this is the point where we get the most screams. Where yeah. we have his <laughs> his scream just relentlessly playing every time he bonks someone on the head. Yeah, 
<laughs> and again, jumping up and off and over various things. Yeah. Lots of reverse photography. A yeah. lot of jumping. Yeah. I love that hilarious. There's a jump where he jumps up to like a crane or yeah. something like that. But because it's obviously a very high spot, it's not a person anymore doing the jump. So they've clearly just like hoisted up yeah. Yeah. a dummy. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> that was great. And the pimp, once again, so he's, he smashed up all the pimp's goons very easily. The pimp's trying to get away, and the oily maniac jumps down in front of him and beats him to death with his own fucking bike. The bike that he loved so much has now been turned into a weapon. Can you imagine being beaten to death with your own bicycle? That's such a bad way to go. What a way to go. Oh, man. But uh, your nice office lady. Oh, we like Lily, her. Lily, Lee. She's come over to to see Danny Lee, but has now witnessed him. Not maybe she hasn't witnessed the transformation yet, but she sees that he's like a bit oily. <laughs> she, goes, and she, and she calls him, and he's just like, "Oh, I'm busy. Can't yeah, I'll yeah. talk to you tomorrow. Don't bother me." And he kind of goes mm. back inside. But she's got, like, her mm. hands on the That's bars right. outside his yeah. home. And when she takes her hand off, she's like, oil. There's oil on these bars. He must be the oily maniac. That doesn't defer her, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, not at all. So the next time she sees him at the office, she invites him over for a feast. Oh, man. Beginning at 8 p.m. Dude. And what time does he roll in at? Fucking 10. <laughs> and... He is such a cunt. Dude. So you- Livid. I was oh. livid. Oh, mate. Because nice office lady mm. is an absolute 10. Yeah. She's, she's got everything. She's cooked a fucking absolute feast. fucking feast. A feast. And she's nice. She doesn't care that he's a cripple. Yeah. She loves him for who he is. But him, being a fucking idiot, rolls in two hours late. And he's like, oh, sorry I'm late. I was, uh, I was... <laughs> I was having, you know, I was a little use and a nice <laughs> office lady. She's like, oh, don't worry. I'll, I'll heat up this food. Mm. She's been waiting. She's still sitting For at two the hours. dinner table. She's like, oh, I'll heat up this food. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry, love. I already ate. I ate yeah. curry yeah. at little use house. And he, she cooks and the best like, curry. Yeah, she's like, huh? You already ate? And he just cannot read the air whatsoever <laughs> and he's like oh i ate curry little you make curry have you tried a curry it's the best curry ever it's out of this world i cannot eat anyone else's curry after eating her curry <laughs> and what has she got uncooked she's got uncooked some fucking curry mate. can you believe it and then we get another one of these zooms in on her curry dish <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that was I love it. the zoom that, in on the curry <laughs> oh god that was great and so, she, she's crying yeah she is um understandably yeah. distraught what an utter like th- this this was the scene that made me go like fuck fuck Danny Lee fuck the oily maniac he doesn't deserve the nice office lady yeah he deserves a, what what did the the dad say a, a painful death or a terrible a death a very yeah, because very of what he's the very because of what he did to nice office lady. Maybe that's the reason. Oh, maybe. But yeah, so he's about to leave, but then nice office lady is like, "Look, let me tell you a little story about little you." Oh, yeah. I got some little you goss for you, <laughs> and um, she tells a story about something that she saw at mm. the the office. Mm. She saw Chen. Remember Chen? Chen Beatles. Beatles. 
So Beatles guy, who is Little U's now oh. lover and, you know, fiance, yeah. I guess. But she saw him at the office, mm. not only with cunt lawyer Hugh, but with Yang. The cunt rapist. Yeah. <laughs> We've said cunt quite a lot in this episode. Oh. With the cunt rapist. So they are all in cahoots. Yeah. And that scene at the start with the fucking contract signing where Little U's dad stabbed the guy and got executed, mm. all of that was a setup for basically in order for Yang to have more power, to basically kill off, I guess, one of his brothers for mm. him to have more money. Didn't quite get the details of it, but it was a fucking scam. It was a That's scam. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> it, was a, it was a dang scam. It was a dang scam. It was a dang scam. Terrible. And, and also, not on, only that, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not only that, what else? What else? I'll tell you what else. So, not only is Beatles not even interested in Little You, he's planning on feeding her to the gross rapist man. He's re-gifting her to Yang. You can't do that. That was part of the deal, apparently. Oh. Oof. Grim. So, of course, Danny Lee is freaking out Livid. He's livid. Then... Little Yu's house. Chen and Yang show up. And they leave a cheeky little note for mm. her to mm. tell her to come to the, the coconut oil factory. She sees a note, goes to the factory. I've got to say, she looks very stylish. Does she? She's got a wicked dress on in this scene. Didn't notice. I was like, damn, that's a great dress. <laughs> I did not pay much attention to her dress. That's I'll one have of to the go main, main things I took away from this scene. <laughs> nice I was like, dress. that is a great dress. Unfortunately, gets ripped up very quickly. Yeah. So she she goes to the factory, and as you said, very quickly, Yang appears and rips that dress off. Once again, gratuitous boobs out. Spare the dress. Yeah. She (laughs) Hashtag spare the dress, guys. Come on. Uh, He rips the dress. She tries to reach for some kind of like a, weapon, yeah, hook is, kind like of hook, thing. Hook just lying around. Imagine the, the kind of hook that you would use to pick up hay bales with. Mm, I thought you were going to say smash a coconut with. <laughs> that that a, might be what it is. It is a coconut factory. But he bonks her, does the deed, and then she wakes up, kind of comes around, and then she sees Yang the rapist and her lover, Beatles man, Talking, having a laugh, knowing it was all all part of the plan. She was used, raped, and bonked. She, and bonked, and that's her whole life. She she was going to marry this person. Not only was she going to marry this person, but she knows that her fiance has just worked with someone who's just raped her. Pretty fucked, and it's all part of his plan. All just for that's fucking coconut factory. Mate, mate, coconuts aren't even that nice. <laughs> I'm saying it. I'm going on record. I don't even. I'm. I'm not even that fond of coconuts. Imagine if our listenership just dropped off massively after your coconut comments. You got cancelled. Cancelled for coconuts. So she goes back to that hook thing that she had before, and then we cut away. Mm, what's what she hap- gonna do? With what it? happened? We don't know. Is she gonna get revenge? What's she gonna do? We don't know. Uh, then. Fucking Danny Lee. So I gotta say as well, in that whole sequence mm. that we saw, the whole time, the first time I watched this, I don't know about you, but I'm like, oh, the oily maniac's gonna save her. Yeah. Because all throughout the scene, we're cutting to a pipe 
that's gushing out yeah, oil. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, the film is deliberately fucking with us, where mm. it's like, hey, he's coming, he, it's all right, don't worry. But he doesn't. It doesn't. That that's, whole time, we're just staring at this oil pouring out of a pipe. Yeah. That is quite a cruel little move from yeah. the film, isn't it? We like little you. She was fine. She was fine. Yeah. She, she's not a nice office lady. Yeah, nice but... office lady is better. <laughs> but still, she didn't deserve to be Yeah, raped, oh, you know? absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. So, Danny Lee goes over to the to her place, finds the letter, goes to the, the coconut factory, and sees blood dripping from the, you know, up high from mm. where she was. Goes up, finds little you dead. She's killed herself. She's hooked uh... herself to bits. He's fucking pissed off. His eyes turn blood red, mm. literally. Cut to... I fucking love this. Oh, yes. A construction site. This is great. Where all these fucking lads are just banging about, like, doing <laughs> random construction. Who fucking knows what they're doing? But there's a big barrel of boiling oil. Oh, yeah, they use that for construction, don't is they? Is that what's going... What are they doing? I, I think what they're, they're like, paving the road or something. I think it was, like, uh-huh. tar or, like, a boiling Oh, is tar? that what it was? Okay, right, right. But it was it just it was just so chaotic, like this, this construction site. Like, boiling oil, yeah. And Danny Lee just goes straight to that fucking... That barrel. Love it. And he's just pouring oil. He's, like, dashing it over himself. And then he's, like fuck it here we go oily maniac time gets into the barrel yes. sinks himself down and the oily maniac is fucking back Ah, we like the oily maniac then back to the law firm and we've got all our villains lined up now mm. so we got yang that can't we got beetles we got <laughs> dodgy lawyer we got dodgy lawyer shitty se- secretary and they're all just having a fucking laugh mm. at little use expense <laughs> Oh, poor little you. Hugh and the secretary are like, all right, we're out of here, guys. On our way. And the oily maniac is watching this oh, take place. Is this the car scene? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I loved this scene. It's great. This is great. So you got the gross boss in the car with his... Is this mistress? Mm. And they're kind of getting down to it, having a little bit of a fun, steamy car session. And more all gratuitous of boobs. More boobs. And all of a sudden, oil just starts pouring down on outside, outside. So from the on the outside of the windscreen and the windows, and it's this really gross green. It's mm. almost like like luminous green. I don't know if that's what oil looks like through a through a window, <laughs> but it's it's not black. It looks very green. It's very yucky. And the mistress kind of realizes what's going on, and she's like, "Wait, what the fuck?" And all of a sudden. The oily maniac yeah. just sits up yeah. from the back seat. There's no like grand entry whatsoever. It's he's just like, he's just like <laughs> screaming. He's like, hello. And he kind of just sits up as if he's been <laughs> lying down in the back seat the whole time. Once again, we get a, another very just pathetic choke scene where he chokes out the, the mistress. But then we get the most <laughs> graphic scene. And it's so graphic, yet it's so, like... Frantic? Frantic. Just fumbly. Mm. In, a, in a number of reasons, fumbly. So he just takes the head of the boss, and it just crumbles within his hand. Yeah, he's just He like, kind of Bleh. just gets his hand, and goes like... And mm. crushes his head. And it's, just, it's, it's almost as if, like, a fucking... I don't know, a melon 
that's just been crushed yeah. and it all just falls apart in <laughs> glorious bloody fashion and that was another moment where I was like whoa this was real out of left field because we had a very shitty choke scene mm. it's just not really that interesting to look at but then he crumbles a man's head in his hands <laughs> it's either one or the other it's either very yeah, like it goes- very passive and boring or extremely gory and violent did you also find it was really weird after he kills the mistress, he, like, spreads her legs? Mm, mm. Why did he do that? Yeah, that's so weird. It's so weird. He, like, strangles her, and mm. he's just like, oh, spread these legs. And we get that weird zoom in on her face. It's, it's an odd... Yeah, I don't know why he does that. Weird move from the oily maniac there. So the nice office lady heads over to Danny Lee's place, mm. and she goes into his house... And is like, what's under this carpet? Opens it up. It's just full of oil. It's the hole with all the oil. And she's like, oh, oh dear. And <laughs> goes and hides off to the side. The oily maniac comes stumbling back in, which I just love the image of him just walking into a normal house. Just like, hey, what's going on? Coming back from work. And he morphs back into to Danny Lee again. And nice office lady cannot fucking believe her eyes. Hmm. And she's she's hiding, but Danny Lee sees her, right? He, yeah, like, yeah. sees her hiding. Essentially, looks like he's about to kill her. He, like, yeah. takes out a sword. His eyes are still all red. And he said, I'm out for fucking revenge. I, I'll destroy myself, but not yet. I've got to get revenge on two more people. Mm. Yang and Beatles man, Cheng. Yeah, <laughs> she needs Cheng. to get yeah. revenge on them. And then he zooms out and leaves nice office lady in his oily apartment. <laughs> back to the law firm the cops show up and they're like keep a look at everyone's a suspect in here mm. even this crippled guy <laughs> they give him a shifty look don't they yeah like it's suspect everyone even the crippled guy <laughs> <laughs> a nice office lady i guess feeling a sense of kind of moral duty mm. ends up calling yang yeah to warn him that the oily maniac is going to come and get him yeah but the cops are watching everyone yeah, in the office. They've tapped all their phones. Yeah, so they've heard this. So they come in and they're like, what the fuck's going on? So now the cops are fully aware of the situation. Danny Lee heads to the, the coconut oil mm. factory, dives into a vat of oil, <laughs> comes out as the oily maniac again. <laughs> and then we cut to... Is this uh, the showdown? Yeah, Yang's compound. Mm. This sort of like gangster compound. Also, with the oil slick, so when he moves around as an oil slick, did you find it incredibly funny every time he turns into that oil slick, he sort of, there's always a shot of him awkwardly getting down on his knees oh, and then, yeah. going, then he goes face down. Yeah. And it's just... He's so, so clunky. Yeah, he's a very clunky oily maniac. For a man made of liquid, he's very like, he doesn't yeah. have much movement. <laughs> So Yang's compound, everyone's on fucking high alert. Yang is shitting his fucking pants. And the <laughs> the oil oil slick version of the oily maniac comes in and then morphs back into the oily maniac. And we get a full-on, full-blown Shaw Brothers showdown at this point. All very big, you know, choreographed mm. sort of scene with all this fighting. 
The whole way through this, I couldn't help but notice how cute the oily maniac is. Because at this point, he's yeah. all shot in light. And he's just like, hey, like walking around. <laughs> fighting these guys. He's like a big silly turd just running about. <laughs> and he, he's just smashing up all the cronies. Smashing them to bits. At one point, he spits oil over everybody. i got to say, so at this point, I was getting a little bit tired of the oily maniac. <laughs> Because because he has a very limited amount of moves. He will basically jump, bonk people, or go into oil spills and then reform into his physical form. And and choke people, you know. But it, mm. he had a very limited amount of things that he could do. And it was always the same thing. Whenever he would come, he would choke someone, mash their head, dilute into oil, and reappear. But from here, we know that he had a few tricks up his sleeve. Yeah. yeah. And this is when he starts busting out the other moves. And yeah. I was like, oh, he, yeah, I didn't know you could do that. And here one of them go. is the oil spit. Yeah, yeah. So he just starts spitting oil into all of the cronies' faces. And I think that kills them. They're, they're, all, just been, they're all just they're, they're just dead. They're on the floor. Piping hot oil yeah. blasted into their faces. Oh, is it hot oil? I guess so. It looked pretty steamy. Yeah. But it's like it's almost like the um, the cat in house. You know that picture mm. of the cat in house that spurts yeah, out blood. Yeah, yeah. It's that kind of trajectory. Definitely, yeah. He's also he's he's got a lot of abilities. So we yeah, see it all in this do, scene. Yeah. yeah, from here we we <laughs> see it all in this moment. So they chop his arm off. It grows back. They chop his fucking head off, and we get a sort of stop motion mm. animation of his head mm. reforming. I loved how, like, half-finished that stop animation looked like. Yeah. It looked like they were like, yeah, yeah, that's enough. Yeah. Like, they, like, they did, like, half of it, and they're like, yeah, yeah, cut to another shot. It's yeah. fine. We, we've got enough. And, yeah, he's doing all his moves, smashing everyone to bits. He finally gets to Yang and does his classic move, the good old choking to death. Oh, yeah. To be fair, though, this choking was a bit better. Like, it was a bit more gruesome. He kind of face-pounds him a bit, Yeah, he's, it? like, smashing him up and then just... Finishes it off with a with a choke, but then the cops show up with nice office lady. Ah, she's betrayed the oily maniac. Yeah. Ah. I was waiting for their like love story to commence, yeah. and all the cops are just blasting him, and they shoot him in this exposed heart mm. that we've seen a lot of shots of. And I'm like, oh, here we go. That's going to have something to do with his downfall, but not really. That whole exposed heart, uh, exposed heart, was just a. Yeah. Complete waste of time. He's basically really. just like, he gets shot there and he's like, oh, wow. That's it. <laughs> oh, wow. But he's all right. He's, he's fine. fine. He he, he's essentially off. like immortal. He, you can't hurt him. Well, you cut off his head, leg, until. Shoot him. Until we get to the end, though. Oh, yeah. Which we're getting to now. So then he slipperily, slipperily <laughs> slides off back to the coconut factory. Beetle Chen is there getting all his money out, getting some guns uh. out. He hears a sound coming from the factory, and oil is just like pumping about mm -hmm. everywhere. All the machines in this factory are going fucking nuts. A flame lights up in one of the machines. All the lights go dark. Chen is freaking out. He takes out his gun, starts shooting madly, and then Danny Lee shows up in human form. Yeah, with his crutches. With his crutches. Where did they? Where do they go when he turns into the oily maniac? It's like with the Hulk, right? When the Hulk turns into the Hulk <laughs> his and his trousers, his, his yeah. trousers right? Yeah. <laughs> but he seems to be able to control 
when he can turn back into human form. Mm. So why did he do that now? Unless he just ran out of the oil. Maybe that, that, that could he be has it. A, he has an oil meter. Yeah, I feel like that might be it. But yeah, he he's, you know, bumbling along on his crutches and Chen is shooting at him. And he walks in front of the big coconut oil vats. Mm. And Chen shoots some holes in the vats like a fucking idiot. And the oil blasts all oh. over Danny Lee. I don't know. We know what's going to yeah, happen. Like, we he's know. a fucking idiot. He's back to being the oily fucking maniac again. Attacks Chen. Starts beating the fucking shit out of him. Stomps him to pieces. The cops come in. And he's just smashing up mm. cops as well. I fucking oh, love yeah. that. He's got, like, the two main cops of the film. He's got them in a headlock. <laughs> like, the two of them. So he's, like, beating up the cops. He's got two in, the, two in the fucking headlock. And then, nice office lady who's there. Uh, she sees all this happening. Grabs kind of like a like a stick yeah. from the flame that's in one of these. It's like a fire poke or Yeah, something. like a fire poker kind of thing. Takes it out stabs it into him. So she's pleading with him not to kill yeah, the other don't, people. Don't kill the cops, don't kill him, and mm. stabs him with this thing, sets him on fire. Oh. And then we get a very distressing shot of a clearly very real man <laughs> in a in a suit rolling about in flames and burning to death. Yeah. And that's kind of it. He's just And he dead. kind of burns, he turns to ash, and then his ashes blow away. Yeah. And that's it. I also love one of the cops, like, goes to see nice office ladies. Like, yeah, it's all right now. Don't worry about it. And sort of creepily takes her away. Oh. Creepy cop. No. That's it. And that's it. That was the oily maniac. That's the oily maniac. That was the oily maniac. What a (laughs) mad film. I'm so glad I finally got to see it. Some part of me is saying it's exactly what I imagined it to be. But the other half of me is saying, like, it's very different to what I was expecting. But knowing that this is based off a, a film that came in the 50s, mm. or at least off the same urban legend or whatever, makes me very curious to check out the ones that came prior to this. Yeah. I would say that 50s version, definitely worth watching. Oh, yeah. I, I'm. De- you said it's on YouTube? Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. definitely watching that. It's, in some ways, I enjoyed it more right. than this. But it's a very different film. Like, right. This is very, very Shaw Brothers, very 70s. Sure. And this version of it is much more simple. Right. It's just like, he's an oily maniac smashing up people, yeah, whereas yeah, yeah. the original is a very convoluted kind mm. of story, and the oil oily maniac stuff only happens in, in the final. So right. Yeah, it's very, very different. Extremely different. I think the way, yeah, like you just said now, that this is very simple, sums it up. Mm. It's quite one-dimensional especially yeah. when you when you take into consideration how many subplots and motifs and urban legends and spells and, and the the rules that come along with everything and the love mm. triangles even though there are so many subplots in here it's just so simple yeah it's like all right he's gonna be an oily maniac and he's gonna kill the people who <laughs> are not very nice and you just get that on kind of repeat essentially mm. which is what i was expecting i saw the cover is like a man as like an oily turd thing and he's gonna go out and kill people and that's exactly what i was expecting it to be and that's exactly what it was but for some reason i don't know why it's also not what i was expecting i think a lot of the subplots like the love triangles and that kind of thing it's very very fun when it is fun but in those in-between times it's a little bit just like ah, 
you're kind of waiting for the next mm. oil drum to come rolling down the hill. Yeah, yeah. I do have to admit, like, watching it again, because I hadn't seen it for quite a while yeah. before watching it again for this pod, for the first, like, 20 minutes, I'm like, this is much slower than I remember mm. it being. For a film that's only 80 minutes, mm. it does take its time with a lot of convoluted shit at the beginning. Mm. But, as you said, when it when it's kicking in, yeah. it's fucking great. And it's very weird to see a Shaw Brothers movie like this. Right, well. yeah, yeah. It's, it's very, not their normal output. Yeah, it's yeah. very fucking strange. I was really happy to do this episode just to learn all that extra mm. stuff about it as well. And especially having jy like give me all that extra information as well it was really mm. interesting to to unpack that good old jy so it was very fun to to do this one but yeah not not my favorite of the shaw brothers like horror sub genre sure but still definitely one it's definitely worth watching oh yeah it's it's there's a lot of fun to be had with this film it's just like (laughs) very up and down the whole way through yeah yeah but when it's up oh mate it's fucking great when he's smashing heads and yeah those head smashing scenes that that's another that's quite unusual to see in in a Shaw Brothers Mm. film I think as well yeah definitely recommended for sure how about the wrong-ometer for this? How wrong the film is, how <sighs> fucked it is, how much it shouldn't exist. I'm gonna go probably pretty low for this one, even though it is very unusual for a Shaw Brothers film. Mm. It's not really that no. fucked up or no, anything. No, no. So I'm gonna go for a five. Okay. How about you? I'm gonna go four. Okay. It was it was a great film, very enjoyable and very appropriate to the title. It was it is very, very oily. It was very appropriate for the film yeah. that it was trying to be. So yeah, you can't go in too that, high in though. that sense. You can't go too high yeah. on a monitor. <laughs> yeah, it was it was right for the film that it was going to be. Hmm. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it though. All right, what have we got next time? Next time, oh my goodness, we are going to, and I believe for the first time on this podcast. Correct me if I'm wrong, but to the Philippines. Oh, okay. Have we been there before? I don't think so. Ah, okay. So next time we are going to the Philippines to (laughs) watch the family Mm. that eats soil. Okay. (laughs) Directed by, I can't pronounce his name, (laughs) but it's a one name director. Greg. Directed by Greg. No, no. (laughs) But directed by someone. I will learn how to say his name. By next time. Because that's the thing we need to do now, apparently. And we're off to the Philippines to watch people eat soil. Sounds great. Yeah. Uh, So, as always, follow us on Twitter at SMSWPodcast. Send us an email at showmesomethingwrong at gmail.com. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and a rating on Spotify. If you want. Oh, that's a thing. Didn't even know that was a thing until the other day. And yeah, we'll see you next time to munch down some soil. Hey! Hey!